0: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network It's staff and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies.
1: Play on, my boy. Play on. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking time each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the Sport of Kings. As if there was another sport to talk about. Eh, Maybe maybe the NFL, college football, basketball. But it's right up there. And it's my favorite sport indeed. And I know many of you feel the same way. Sport of Kings, each and every week, winning ponies. You can always count on it right here. You know what time to dig us up. Winning Ponies still rolling red hot. The Exotics, over 6 million and growing. And growing. Big weekend last Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. As usual, hope you were locked, loaded, tied on, ready to roll. going to cry just one more time. Last online contest, 11th out of 111. 11th out of 111. Too many ones there. I mean, so if you're a numerical jinx, it's me, but I'm going to play in another one because I love it. Actually, actually going to be going down to Keeneland, Keeneland Racecourse, Lexington, Kentucky, playing in a very nice contest there. That'll be on 1st of August. Guess I'll surprise everyone at work when as uh, for the day off, but what a day to spend it will be. A whole lot of fun. Keeneland. Gotta love that place. What's happening tonight? Recap of last week. I'd like to keep you up to speed if you missed anything. Biggins? That's right, Biggins. Not a man's magazine. Biggins are the ones that may have gotten away or the ones you cashed in on. The predictions from Winning Ponies. News from around the world of racing. Special guest this week. We missed her last week due to technical difficulties. This week is the same as last. It's Rosemary Holmeister. This week it's going to be a little bit more fun. She has stepped up her resume, and I'll let her tell you a little bit more about that. So you're going to want to stay tuned to segment number two, Rosemary Hohmeister Jr., a class act, and big news to talk about, Pistol Pete, Plays of the Week. We're going to start calling him Mule Man. Let you know a little bit more about that later. The Mule Man, he is as tough as a nickel steak. Then we finish up with the final furlong with yours truly doing some handicapping. That's always good, winners for the weekend. You can hold your head up. I did last weekend, so I know you did as well if you just followed suit. Recap of the sheets. Once again, they are easy to use. I love the track condition and turf changes. Those numbers are really great. The expansive PPs, just like your program and or form or whatever data you use. Speed ratings, last three races. I like that. Last three races, it gives you kind of a composite score. And then today's predicted score. When I say today, that's the race that they're going to be running. And then turf rating as well. Special notation symbols. The plus symbol, the double plus. And to this day, I will say it each and every week, until I lose one, which I have not, and I don't think I will, the double plus symbols are monsters. They are monsters. I've yet to lose one with a double-plus signal. Monster workouts, first-time blinkers has improved, first-time LASIKs. 45 days or more layoffs, all important information, kind of heads you up to it, gives you a little tidbit on it. All selections are tiered, so you can play it the way you feel it, allows you to be in charge of what you actually have going on. Speaking about the biggins, let's go to Friday, July 17th, 140 total biggins, Arlington Park races 5 through 11, the pick 6. Yep, you heard it right, pick 6, $22,073 and 60 cents. Pretty sweet for a pick 6. Saturday, July 18th, 162 total biggins leading the pack. Emerald Downs race number 6, a Superfecta, $10,458 and 60 cents. Sunday, July 19th, 124 total biggins. I told you they were red hot. Colonial Downs leads the pack race number 8 of Superfecta, four thousand Got to love that. Love Colonial Downs. Monday, July 20th, 33 total biggins. Yavapai Downs, race number 5 of Super Vecta Key, $5,256.60. $0.60, cents. 60 cents seems to be the lucky number. Tuesday, July 21st, 47 total biggins leading the pack. Delaware Park races 5 through 8. A little pick four action here for you. $4,158 and you got it, 60 cents. And on Wednesday, July 22nd, 64 total biggins. Hang on to your hats here. Woodbine Race 8 Superfecta, $84,250.90. Right behind that is Woodbine Race 8 in the Triactor. I love how I say that. The Triactor, 30,000. $237.40. Not a bad day in Canada whatsoever. Thursday, July 23rd, 37 total big and so thus far, because they're still running. I'm watching Delmar right now on TVG. Riodoso Downs, race number two, Superfecta Key leading the pack, 25408 and 80 cents. That was the biggest. I told you they were doing pretty dack on well. They were smoking last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Got to love it. Watching Delmar break from the gate. Oh, the house the Bing built. What a place to watch. Catching up on last week, or this week, I should say. Then we'll get into last week. Field set for Saturday's 11th annual Claiming Crown at Canterbury Park. 62 of the best claiming horses in the country entered. For Saturday's 11th running of the Claiming Crown at Canterbury Park. In Shakopee, Minnesota, claiming crowd features seven races, purchase ranging from fifty thousand to one hundred fifty thousand. And is open to horses that have started at least once in two thousand eight and nine, for claiming prices ranging from seventy five hundred to thirty five thousand dollars. The sixty two hundred horses collectively have made their most recent starts at racetracks in twelve different U.S. states from coast to coast. Claiming crowd offered a total of six hundred thousand in purse money. Incredible. Loving it. The little guy's got a shot. Grade 1 turf flurry at stake in Delmar's Eddie Reed on ESPN2. A turf specialist ready to rumble. Saturday six, 36 running of the Grade 1 $350,000 Eddie Reed at a mile and an eighth at Delmar. you got to love that. Here's a couple little tidbits I want to throw at you. First off, Rosemary Homeister Jr become second winningest female rider ever. We're going to let her tell you a little bit more about that. She's going to be our special guest, and you're going to want to stay tuned for that. A couple other tidbits in history, July 28, 1951. Citation, the world's leading money winner at the time, was paraded for a crowd of 28,000 at Arlington Park in his last appearance before stud. Wow, 28,000. July 29, 73, Pat Day wrote his first career winner or bludgeoned in a $2,000 claiming race at Prescott Downs. July 30th, 1870, Monmouth Park opened with a five-day race meet. I love history. It's cool. August 1st, 1945, open racing resumed in the place of wartime restricted or zoned system in England. August 2nd, America's oldest urban racetrack, Sarah Race Racecourse, opened its inaugural meet with four days of racing. Since then, it has been the site of some of racing's most famous upsets, Man of War suffered his only loss in 21 starts while racing in Saratoga, and Triple Crown champion Gallant Fox was defeated by a hundred to one shot named Jim Dandy in Saratoga's 1930 Travers, prompting the track to be called the, yep, the graveyard of favorites. A little recap of what is going to be happening this weekend. The Eddie Reed, 3-year-olds and up, $350,000. Grade 1 at Del Mar on Saturday. Also on Saturday, the Coaching Club, America Oaks, 3-year-old Phillies, $300,000. Grade 1 at Belmont. The Lady Canterbury Stakes, 3-year-olds and up, $100,000. One mile at Canterbury Park. Nancy's Glitter Handicap, $75,000 on the line at Calder. On Sunday, the Nijinsky Stakes, 3-year-olds and up, 300000 Grade 2 at Woodbine. Leeward Stakes, 3-year-olds and up at Prescow Downs for hundred dollars Middle ground stakes for two year olds, the baby, six furlongs, Lone Star Park, and Grand Prairie. Very nice weekend coming up. Little news for your nose here. Raviel Bejerano suffers facial fractures and bad fall, according to our friends at the Blood Horse. Bejarano, one of the America's leading riders, suffered multiple fractures as a result of a spill at Del Mar on opening day. Had to undergo surgery until 2 a.m. Reconstruct his fractured jaw, nose, and orbital bones. Rafael Bejarano, our thoughts are with you. This guy can get it done. What's going on at Philly Park? Fergal Lynch, currently the leading rider of Philadelphia Park, racetrack, and casino, been suspended for one year. Pennsylvania Racing Commission spokesperson Justin Fleming confirmed Lynch has earned more than $2.4 million in purses this season was suspended as a result of his actions in England, where he admittedly said... And he prevented a horse from winning a race in 2004. Under a plea deal with the British Horse Racing Authority, Lynch agreed not to seek a riding license in England for one year and was fined at more than 80 large. Wow. What's happening in Philly? Virgo Lynch is not going to be riding. That's what's happening. Indiana Downs. We're talking about tracks all around the nation are taking it on the chin. Everybody is taking it on the chin. And if you say you're not, you're really not paying attention because it's been a tough year across the board in the economy, and racing is really taking it on the chin. Indiana Downs averages 983000 in daily handle. That's incredible. 32% up. Orlando Mojica wins the title at Indiana Downs for the fourth time over Leandro Goncalves incredible numbers indiana downs oh the power of slots there were a little track shelbyville indiana beautiful little oval nice little turf course you name it they got it they got slots they are up the rest of the racing world they heed indiana downs may
2: the model you want
1: to follow well, I decided to head a break We'll return. Winning Ponies, as usual in their second segment, is honored to have on this week's special guest. She's a class act, and she is a historical lady. One, Miss Rosemary Holmeister, Jr. If you want to hear more, you're going to stay tuned to Winning Ponies.
3: Ain't never gonna be the same Cause I my and the city
0: Internet
2: flagship station for sports.
0: Voice
1: America Sports.
2: Imagine a family that was almost fed by neighbors who almost volunteered to help them out. Almost volunteered to give them their first hot meal in weeks. Almost volunteered. But as anyone knows, when it comes to giving, almost doesn't count. Don't almost give, give. Give of your time, your money, your kindness. To find out how, visit our website at don'talmostgive.org. This message brought to you by the Ad Council.
3: Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches.
4: <laughs> hey, Julie. <laughs> hi, hey, hey, hi, Jessica. hi, Megan. Yeah. Hey, Megan. Yeah?
3: You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. <clears throat> oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Oh, my God. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. <clears throat> he says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice
2: zit.
0: If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council.
2: Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African American, just like you. So, here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely
0: house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with ed or his guests phone lines are now open toll free at 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com now back to winning ponies with ed meyer and welcome back
3: once
0: again to winning ponies i'm ed meyer
1: Rock it on, brother, rock it on. <laughs> and during this segment, Winning Ponies is pleased and honored to have on as our special guest of the week, and this week is no exception. Winning Ponies has on Lady H. One, Ms. Romary, Rosemary Homeister is our special guest. Lady H, good evening and how are you? Great, Ed, how are you? I am doing trivia. It is great to hear from you, and congratulations on your milestone. Oh, thank you so much. For those that have been locked in a room and not paying attention to the racing world, what has happened in the life of Rosemary Homeister this past week?
4: Um, Well, I actually um, hit another milestone winning 2,139 wins, surpassing the second, uh, putting me in second leading um, in the country of all time for female jockeys.
1: Incredible. Did you hear from Julie Crone any by any chance?
4: Uh no. And I, I actually I hear from her like probably during Christmas times or whatever. But, <laughs> well, she, um, she, I did she get knows. I did get a lot of um Facebook uh emails and text messages and it was just awesome. I mean I had a great time and I was just happy that I won it for Kathleen O'Connell, which is a trainer that I've uh been very lucky for in the past two years. Um, at Tampa Bay Downs and here now at Colonial Downs, and I'm also leading rider at Colonial Downs on my first season here.
1: Incredible. Love to watch Colonial. Love the turf racing. I mean, I think the the nation loves to watch turf racing. They have one of the nicest courses, in my opinion, just from a a wagering standpoint and a fan's perspective. I mean, it looks to be an incredible course.
4: It is. I mean, it is absolutely beautiful. It's huge. They have actually two turf courses so they have an inner turf and an outer turf, so they're able to run um, a large amount of their races. They probably run 90% of their races on the turf, and usually it's about eight races, and they have two dirt races, or they have six turf and two dirt races a night. Or sometimes they just run all 12 races on the turf, you know, on the weekends. But um, the turf has held up very well, considering all the rain that we got um, throughout most of the meet.
1: Incredible numbers there as far as turf running and how it holds up. My very good friend, Tyler Pickles, I'm a racing secretary there. Actually, that's how I became uh, in touch with you. I received your number from Tyler. Hopefully, uh, you're not going to throw eggs at him. He's uh, doing a daggling good job as a racing secretary and a very good friend. We go back a long way. Rosemary, you come from a racing family. Tell our listeners how a little gal from Hollywood, Florida, got into the game.
4: Uh, Well, my mother and father were both jockeys. My father, James Hallmeister, he rode and won about uh, a little over 500 races. And my mother, she rode in the early 70s. Excuse me, my voice is like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're still celebrating Is the champagne hasn't Uh, worn off yet.
4: I apologize. (laughs) 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 Uh, My mom rode in the early 70s when, you know, women were just kind of breaking into racing. And it was still really hard. So she did win one race. I don't know, a Philly named Winning News. So when I started riding the first race I won, I'm like, Mom, I'm tied with you and wins, you know, and we <laughs> kind of make a joke about that. And uh, my mom's been a thoroughbred horse trainer now in, uh, down at Calder Racecourse in Florida for about 35 years, and she absolutely loves it, and I usually ride all her horses when I go down there. And we just make a great team, and she's very proud of me and supportive, and she's taught me every aspect of the racing business, and... You know, I owe her a lot, and I just have a lot of big supporters in the racing industry and fans, my agent, my boyfriend, which he's a uh, thoroughbred owner. His name is Richard Averill, and I'm actually um, flying to Minnesota this Saturday for the claiming crown Mm -hmm. on uh, one of his horses that I ride. Her name is Our Vicarious Girl, and I've won six races on her this year, and she's won um, eight races out of her uh, ten starts this year. Hopefully Lady H is going to make it
1: sweet seven in a row.
4: Yeah, she's an amazing filly. I mean, she's very competitive every time she runs and it is on the turf. So I'm hoping to go down there and win a nice $100,000 stake and then come back to Colonial on Sunday morning and win some more races over here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like your plan. You seem about as positive as positive can be. You seem like you're just brimming with confidence, positive feelings, and a good vibe and mojo. Is that the basis of your success? (laughs)
4: I absolutely love racing. I love the racing fans. They really bring a lot of um, spirit into the business for us. You know, when we go out there and ride races and we hear them screaming when we're coming down the stretch, it just, for me, it just gives me that extra energy to want to ride harder and, you know, try to win the race. And. It's just great to come back to the winter circle, and, you know, they're cheering for you. And even, you know, a lot of times I'll sign autographs or take pictures with them, and, you know, because I just like them to feel what I'm feeling, the happiness, the fun, and the excitement of thoroughbred horse racing.
1: As you just alluded to, as most riders, you rack up some frequent traveler, flyer, and driving miles. What are some of the tracks you've rode and your favorite
4: Um, I've ridden probably about 15 to 16 different racetracks. Actually, last year was a pretty busy year for me. Um, I was riding Tampa Bay Downs for the winter. I finished second-leading rider there. I rode at Delaware Park for most of the summer. I was fifth-leading rider there, I think, with, um, 74 winds. And then, um... In, like, as I was riding Delaware, like, on my days off or certain weekends, I went to Colonial Downs, which is um, all turf racing. It's just, I think they, it's just a six-day meet, and I went over there, and they're all, like, $100,000 stake races, and I rode three turf races. I went two of the turf races out of the three that I was riding, and they were both 100000 came back to Delaware the next day, rode there. I rode in Canada, um, Philadelphia Park, Maryland, uh New Jersey. Uh I went to Keeneland. Um I'm just, i I I was like all over the place last year. And actually this year I've been uh traveling around a little bit, not as much as I did last year so far. But um I did come into the Delaware Meet um, hoping to ride there, and the business kind of got a little slow. And for me, I'm active. I want to win, and I got to go where I can win. And I just picked up my tack and tried Colonial Downs, and I'm just very happy that I did because I met a lot of great people, won a lot of races, and now I'm going to go to um, uh, Maryland uh, for the Laurel Parks uh, Summer Meet.
1: That is quite a list and quite a resume. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I really, I love to hear that you're just. You just seem to be just, just full of just. Just happiness and positive energy, and I think you know that has to be about half the battle. And I have to ask you a question: You retired from racing for a little while. What in the world could have ever sold you on leaving racing?
4: Well, I had been riding for about twelve and a half years, and I was married at the time. And I wanted to, you know, start a family and just kind of start a different, you know, era in my life. And I got into real estate, and I had um, got my real estate license and a year before, and then I just decided to retire. I was just kind of burnt out, and, you know, my passion turned to real estate. So I retired for about 18 months, and I ended up not getting pregnant, thank God. Um, (laughs) I left my ex-husband, and about three months later, I decided, you know, let me just go back to the track, and I'll just gallop, and had no intention of even coming back to racing. I was just going to gallop and, you know, um, spend some time at the track so I could see my mom every day and just do real estate. You know for most of the day and and that was it and about three days of galloping oh i don't like galloping it's too boring <laughs> and <laughs> it's a lot harder than it looks I and bet. Uh, i was like forget this if i'm going to be doing this i'm going to go back to racing professionally and it's the best decision that i've ever made and it's like I feel like since I've been back um, these past three years, I just have the passion back, like as if I just started riding as an apprentice jockey. And and I mean I've been right back three years and I'm still like excited, like oh where am I riding next? You know what am I? You know what track am I moving to? You know and it's just fun. It's it's really fun and and that's how you have to be in any career that you choose. You have to have a passion for it, and you have to be excited about it. And If you can't tell, I'm excited.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, you, you can hear the passion in your voice, and real estate's lost is racing's gain, and as a racing fan uh, through and through, I, I'm very glad to see you back in the irons. Uh, I have to ask you, uh, when I see you on camera, and they'll, they'll kind of zero down on you, especially heading to the winter circle, I see you blowing a kiss. Now, who does that go That's- to?
4: That kiss goes to my grandparents Frank and Phyllis Stangy in New Jersey. Um my grandfather he's now 92 and my grandma is 89 but they have been one of my biggest supporters throughout my career. They're my mother's parents and um when I would be in when I was riding in New Jersey at Monmouth Park or Meadowlands they were able to drive down to the tracks and you know watch me race and you know now they're getting older and it's harder for them to get out. And uh, I told my grandfather, I said, wherever I am, and I'm, I, I win a race, I'm going to blow you a kiss so you know that I know you're watching me. <laughs> and it just started like that, and now it's just a trademark, and it's just something that I do all the time. And, but he, my grandparents know that it just, it goes, it's mainly for them.
1: With all of oh, that, is family first, <laughs> and never forget where you came from. I love it. Rosemary, you're, you're, you're a wonderful rider, and doubly, you're a beautiful young lady. Do oh, You see you. yourself gracing the magazines as a model someday?
4: I don't know. I haven't gotten any offers yet, but I'm yeah. open to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm I'm open to the idea that you know it, it could be it could be something that you know could. Pop up, and you know we, we would we would like to see that. You're a beautiful. You're always smiling. Whenever you're in the winner's circle, you look so happy. Whether it be a, a claiming race and or a, a very nice uh, stakes race, you always look uh, full of energy. And to me, I, I think that's what it's all about. And historically, it's been a boys' club. I mean, it seems like you know that's been the talk among race trackers and people that actually followed. But uh, it hasn't been tough for a talented gal like yourself to break through.
4: You know, actually, I don't look at it as just being a female in the sport because I, I never focused on that um, when I first started. Um, you know, you hear that all the time. Oh, my owner doesn't want to ride a girl, and um, I have, if you, if they didn't know out there, I, a lot of people ask me why is my name Rosemary Holmeister Jr. and Jr. is usually for a male. Um, you know, And hmm. I'm not legally junior, but um, my mother and I, we both have the same first, middle, and last name. And when I started racing, um, people thought she was uh, training and riding for other trainers, which would be a big conflict of interest. And uh, so they stuck junior on the back of my name. And so like I kind of use that to my advantage now when they say, oh, you know, my owner doesn't like to ride girls. I'm like, just tell him Holmeister Junior's riding your horse. I'll throw my hair up in the helmet. They will never know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's and only seeing the paddock, and they're going to say, "Well, well, gee whiz, you know, maybe this is a bonus—a beautiful young lady and the second leading female rider." And you know what? I don't consider that it, it, with without any disrespect whatsoever. I don't consider—I just consider an incredible rider. There, there's Thanks. not a breakdown. We're not going to break down into the tall, small, heavier, smaller. It, I just consider an incredible rider, Rosemary, for the young people. Especially, that want to get into the riding game for the racing academy students and such. They're watching you apply your trade. What advice would you give them?
4: Um, I would give them. Nowadays, they have um, they have jockey schools, and I actually think uh, Chris McCarron has one in Kentucky. Yes, he does. And to, for me, if you know you're not, you know, maybe you rode horses as a younger, you know, in horse shows or just for fun, the best thing to do nowadays is I would go to that jockey school, apply for it, and you actually get college credits from that school as well. So it's just not, you know, you're learning how to be a jockey, you're actually learning a profession or a trade. Like there's a lot of people that I know that have gone to that jockey school and they've gotten degrees in veterinary or some other trade in the racing industry and they actually never even became a jockey because they actually fell in love with a different aspect of the sport. So, but that um, I heard a lot of good things about the school. I've never been, but that would be a great place to start.
1: Actually, I've had the honor of meeting some of his students, and Chris McCarron, as you as you well know, is, is a true gentleman of the sport, and who better to learn from? And I. I all of his students were just so eager to learn and, and apply their trade. Actually, uh, Ben Creed came to River Downs, where I work, and, and actually, I believe it was his first mountain. He dug in deep and just got uh, nosed out, but uh, ran, a, ran a heady race. But Rosemary, I have a little request. Now, you know, the, I'm probably not on your list of requests, but it's kind of a favor request, if you see fit, no The track announcer at River Downs, and a very good friend of mine, Pete Aiello, Okay. This guy is going to be calling on the big-time circuit someday, and I know he's going to be calling your name to the winner circle. He wants to be your friend on Facebook. Would you please consider Mr. Pete Aiello?
4: Yes, I will. Yes, <laughs> I yes. I will definitely. <laughs> Um him. He will
1: he will be elated to hear that because I know he's on hold and he is one heck of a handicapper, a super race caller. And Rosemary, I'd like to congratulate you once again on your great milestone. Winning Ponies is honored to have you on this week. I know you're very busy. You're a ball of energy, and you've been a true blessing to have on. And once again, we are honored and privileged to have you spend your time with us this evening.
4: Thank you so much, Ed. And listen, I'm um I have a website called jockeyrose.com, but it's just a, a minor one. I'm having a really big one built right now, so that should be up in about a week. But if people want to go to my website, they can see my accomplishments, what's going on, and um, my new site will have a donation link to help um, horses, you know, retired race horses. And then also there's a link that will be to, if people do want to get into racing, it's called, um, I think it's called uh, Race to Educate. Dot com. Great. great. And that's and a great what, site. What, I was just looking up, you know, sites today, and I thought that was pretty neat, you know, that people that want so to get cool. into the racing business also.
1: Well, what I'd like you to do is pour that on to me at River Downs, and I'll make sure that it makes the track to all the folks at all the tracks.
4: Awesome. And just tell your friend, Pete, how are you? And <laughs> the next kiss I blow in a winter circle is going to you, baby.
1: He's going to love it. Rosemary, thanks for <laughs> your time this evening. And once again, congratulations. Thank you, Ed. Have a great evening. And you as well. That's been Lady H. Rosemary Holmeister, Class Act, and one of the sweethearts of racing. Well, speaking of sweethearts of racing, we're going to return from this break, and we're going to be talking to the one, the only, the mule man himself, Mr. Pete Aiello, and you're only going to hear it here on Winning Ponies. (laughs)
0: Leos de este aprendizaje de inglés, máxima calidad. Nunca escucharás
3: a alguien vendiendo educación en la calle, pero con programas familiares gratuitos sí puedes obtener la educación que necesitas. Llame al 1-877-326-5481 para información sobre programas gratuitos de educación familiar.
5: Mira, vengan aquí, obtengo un mejor vocabulario en inglés garantizado.
3: El primer paso a una vida mejor. Un mensaje del National Center for Family Literacy y El Ad Council.
2: By people who almost volunteered. As generous a nation as we are, sometimes instead of giving, we almost give. We almost come forward in times of need. Almost. But almost giving is the same as not giving at all. Don't almost give. Give. To find out how, check our website at don'talmostgive.org. A message from the Ad Council.
0: You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer.
1: And welcome,
0: everyone, once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking time
1: out of your schedule to join us at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Talking about the sport of kings. Talking about a king, we're going to talk to one now. Mr. Pete Aiello with winners for the weekend. We're going to call him the Mule Man. Pete, are you there?
5: The Mule Man is
1: in town. (laughs) Can you uh, expound upon Mule Man? Because I just, I don't think I could give it, I don't think I could do it justice.
5: Well, you have to uh, first admit uh, how much you messed up yesterday when not betting a mule that I gave you to bet on. That, one uh, at first asking, returning a generous seventeen dollars. Uh, yes. Uh, as you, the listeners have heard, I'm a uh, very big fan of mule racing. So, anytime there's any mule racing going on, I try to apply uh, my trade uh, from a wagering side for some things and. Uh, I got the nickname the Mule Man from all my friends out in Arizona, so I guess it stuck uh, and made its way back over here.
1: Well, I didn't know about it, but I'll tell you what, I, I, I definitely have the feeling, and you even gave me one for today as well, and I jumped on board for a couple bucks.
5: Yeah, you know, and that mule that won today, if you, if anybody's actually not seen that race, it was took place at uh, Vallejo County Fair in Solano. Uh, the name of the mule was Jet Fuel. He's actually one of the better mules uh, in training right now. Finished second uh, twice over uh, to a mule by the name of Bar J.F. Hot Ticket, who's the best mule in training right now. So uh, he actually ran a remarkable race. When I watched the race, I, you know, I didn't see the race live. And uh, at no point did I think he was going to get up, and he got up just in the shadow of the wire and beat uh, the, uh, another mule I'm a big fan by the name of Candyman. So, once again, the Candyman, I mean, he's been second by a nose in his last
1: three outs now. Speaking of the Candyman, you've been uh, spewing nothing but candy, nothing but sweetness to our listeners and myself on a daily basis, which I'm very grateful for. And, Pete, I'm I'm not going to say just how your standings are, but I'm just going to sum it up in one word, incredible. And they've been very solid and very dependable. Pete Ailo, do we have some winners from the river for you?
5: I hope so. Um, the race I looked at tomorrow is the third race on the card. It's a Philly and Marinon winner's a three lifetime uh, five claimer. Going around the of ground now. The track did have some moisture in it here this afternoon, and the way the River Downs track plays, it really doesn't dry out all that quick. So uh, I figuring a little bit of moisture, you know, maybe a good listing or a wet fast type listing. So I went with a horse that's five to one on the morning line. Definitely going to get bet down in here, but I like the one horse, Air Mill. Now here's a horse that, uh, from a buyer standpoint, for those of you who are in the Buyer fan club. Uh, this horse is buyers uh, are very competitive with the horse that was most likely to be favored in the race, that being the 8, Note the Chick. Uh, this horse is rather consistent. She puts up a good try every time. Now, the only thing about her is she does come from a little bit off the pace, which was not the way to go on the River Downs card today. Uh, they had the track sealed all afternoon, Ed, as you know. So, this filly's actually won on a sloppy sealed surface at River Downs. Uh, did so from well back off the pace. I think there's a pretty fair amount of speed in here looks like the uh, two, three, and four horses are going to go. The eight-horse knows the chick. I'm not sure she's going to be a big fan of the mile distance. She is the horse to beat it here, that being the eight. But uh, Paramil, third last time out after uh, closing into uh, a fairly quick pace. Perry, who stays aboard for Larry Holt, Perry actually had the option to ride for one of his figure outfits, Wayne Bearden, elected to go with Paramil. That's uh, confidence from the jocks agent, so I'll be confident as well. Uh, Paramil, maybe a horse to use up and down in your exactness, used with the two, jump the Rose and the Aedorus built to chick.
1: Pete, you talked about uh, gimmicks and uh, specifically pick threes. Now, would you say pick threes are the, uh, not the bane of your existence, but your wagering world, would you say the pick threes have your name on them every day?
5: Yeah, the pick threes and the daily doubles, you know, the daily doubles here in Ohio have actually, since we've started having rolling daily doubles, they've really, really been a good bet day in and day out, so I've actually had to uh, change my wagering style, instead of playing the pick three, you know, twice or three times, I'll cut it down to have it once or, you know, a time and a half, and then uh, play the daily doubles with the remaining money, because sometimes the daily doubles... Can actually outpay the pick three. It's really uh, uh, quite nice from a wagering side of things to only have to pick two winners, but uh, it's definitely a good bet in Ohio. I was just talking with one of the regular gamblers uh, at River Downs the other day about how efficient the pick three pools are. You know, you're going to get a good score if you can knock down some obvious favorites, but at the same time, if you get knocked out by a whole huge amount of long shots, sometimes you'll even get a two or three return. So uh, it's definitely pay, uh,
1: pays to play the pick threes. You know, you've to my attention. I've always enjoyed pick threes and pick fours, but, you know, like most of the wagering public, only on bigger days do I find it, but I've actually found some very nice value. The other day we were chatting, and uh, you uh, you actually brought a, a couple of runners to my attention, and you know, I added them up in a small ticket, and, you know, it, actually, it only cost me six bucks. And I had, I had a single in there and I believe we both actually did on the, going, sprinting on the turf that day and, and you know, you kind of brought that to light. You said, you know, there's some real value to be had. And, you know, with, with the smaller ovals, I think people sometimes just say, well, no, there's not that much money in the wind pool, but I think the hidden value is the gimbos.
5: Yeah, you know, Ed, the, the thing about River Downs is we pretty are pretty uh, consistent with the amount of money in our pick three pools. You know, uh, usually averages between 1500 and 1800 bucks. I mean, that's just usually a standard modus operandi. So when you figure that, you know, you can kind of figure going in what, uh, what the uh, other players are going to play. You know, it's really kind of, uh, you can outthink the other players as well as anti- out handicap the other players. So, um, and a lot of times, if you can get a horse that you know, even if it's a chalky sequence where there's where there's a couple favorites that you like, as long as you don't go favorite, favorite, favorite in Ohio, you're pretty much guaranteed at least a thirty dollar payoff. And for my money, if I'm playing horses that I uh, you know I think are fairly uh, fairly uh, good wagers, and I can get thirty dollars out of a pick three, it's definitely more than the
1: parlay would be. So it's all for me. That was my point there. The parlay uh, would not even figure out to be 30 bucks. I know your father's in town and you've got to run, but, Pete, I need the top two things when you're breaking down mule racing because we don't hear enough about it, and it is fair circuit time. Pete, what do you look for? Bing, bang.
5: Well, you know, I, I want to talk about something in far of the mules go uh, in reference to a horse or a mule that raced yesterday. Uh, there's actually a family of mules that's pretty unbelievable. It's uh, the Sireline Sterling Sweetwater. He's the king mule Sire. I mean, he, they ship frozen semen and things. You know, you may not think of it that way, but they do uh, ship semen, you know, to uh, folks that are breeding quarter horses and thoroughbred mares to him. But the uh, dam hold all tickets. Now, she actually has four more mules on the ground. The oldest of them is the seven-year-old winning ticket she raced today at Solano against uh, Jet Fuel. Now, she's actually the cheapest of the horses. Uh, she also has, of course, hot. Ticket, who is the reigning queen of the mules, has a younger foal named Red Ticket, who's 16 for 16, has never been beat, and then yes yesterday, as I pointed out to Ed, yours, uh, our listeners, uh, she had a first-time starter by Sterling Sweetwater, um, the three-year-old version, and she won at first asking. Her name is Lotto Ticket. Uh, so there's definitely a, uh, a royal line of mule breeding there, but to answer your question, I'm looking, uh, a handicap a mule race very similar to the way I cap a quarter horse race, you know. You're looking to see if there's horses that have tendencies to get in, get out, uh, horses that are stretching out a distance. Uh, A lot of times on the Cal Fairs, it's amazing how much uh, the horses and the mules prefer one surface to the other. You would really kind of just think that, okay, a fair circuit's a fair circuit, but, you know, some mules really, really like Solano, some really like Stockton, some really like Fresno, and it was like Candyman here this afternoon. Uh, he, He really, really liked the Solano strip, and while he wasn't really one of the faster mules in the race, I moved him up. A couple notches, just because he liked the strip. So it's actually not as uh, as meticulous a science as you would think. It's it's just more that it's that it's mules that people get turned away from. But you handicap it just like a quarter horse race or a, or you know even a thoroughbred race or something like that.
1: Well, Peter, we're going to take that to the bank. I know that uh, you've been very consistent with your selections, your predictions, and uh, is he thousand miles every day? I'll uh, I have to hold him in there and practically beg it out of him, and uh, he usually comes up at least one more and uh, they've all been scoring pretty well and uh and here's of lately he's been uh springing the mules on me and actually i think he's going to make a mule man junior out of me as of yet
5: you know, and uh, actually, one thing, uh, two things I wanted to mention to the viewers out there. If they, neither of you uh, viewers watched any of the uh, River Downs races here this afternoon, there's two horses that I strongly encourage you to bet back. So if it's not on a Friday, you know, when I come on the Winning Pony Show with Ed, make sure to have some money on a horse. There was a horse in the last race of Sonny Wigginton's uh, the finished third, that was about 15, 16 lengths to bet. Uh I forget the horse's name now, but uh, look up the chart. with the five horse in the 14th today, and then the three horse. I remember her name, Oriental Princess. Um, she raced in the feature and no disrespect intended, but Edgar Palcar flat out got her beat. So Oriental Princess, and name to remember as well as the five horses in the last race. Put those on your stable mail and uh, bet a few dollars the next time they run.
1: You heard it right there, the mule man, the eye in the sky, and one of the better handicappers as they come. Pete, thanks for the call. Enjoy your time with your father and we'll hear you at the races, my friend.
5: Well, everyone out there in Radio Land, have a great evening.
1: Thanks a lot, Pete. Pete, Winners for the weekend and the Mule Man. We'll just dubbing the Mule Man. He's got me hooked now. Well, it's time to head into a break. we we'll return. We're going to be talking final furlough handicapping here on Winning Ponies.
3: <laughs>
0: Your internet flagship
1: station for sports.
3: The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like
2: lowest prices in town, dealer
0: approved, certified pre-owned,
3: nor will we brag about our huge
0: selection, enormous variety.
3: We will offer no contingencies like see store for details, legal exclusions apply, because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council.
4: Well, I did have it, but I'm not a mannequin anymore.
3: Doctors said over 75% of my body turned into plastic. They said it's because I wasn't active in my community, because I didn't vote or volunteer or I don't know. All I wanted to do was cry, but I couldn't because I had
2: plastic eyes. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
0: tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with ed or his guests the phone lines are now open toll free at 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. now back to winning ponies with ed meyer
1: And welcome back to Winnie Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for joining us for the final furlong of handicapping here. Thanks to Lady H. Rosemary Homeister. Congratulations once again on your milestone. Pete I.O., winners for the weekend, the mule man himself. And speaking of a very good friend of mine, Mr. James William, a.k.a. the Cincinnati kid, James, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. How you doing this evening? It's good to hear from you, my friend. I, You know, when I hear your voice, I know there's a winner on the other end.
3: Well, I hope I got one for you. Oh, we'll lay it on us, my friend. Have two for you. I think I actually might have two for you. Oh, <laughs> even sweeter. It's like Christmas time. Yeah, and they both fall on Saturday. Okay. I'm looking at the sixth race here at River on Saturday. All a right. nice two year old Philly made in special weight here. And you know that the ham horses are going to get hammered, because you know Tim Ham with two-year-olds always takes a lot of money. So I ended up landing on the two-horse here, a Rose for Lisa. She was a decent second behind a Tim Ham horse back on June 14th. Went down the Mountaineer and shortened up a little. May not have been her game. Stretching back out today, well, for Saturday, Georgie Guerra in the irons. I think this one could spring an upset here. Three to one on the morning line will probably go off a bit better than that. I'm liking it, kid. I'm liking it. And then... Up at Belmont in the Coaching Club American Oaks, a nice filly that Asmussen has, I've been following, named Tap, is reeled off two straight, one at Churchill, and, and one also up at uh, Prairie Meadows up there, the Iowa Oaks. I think she's rounding in the form, might get overlooked. Jock switched to Edgar Prado. Could be a nice price up there in the Coaching Club American Oaks Saturday.
1: I like it, kid. I like it. Cincinnati kid, handy cash for Buell Park up in Columbus handicaps wherever he goes. He's one of the most noted out there. You'll see him blogging on Track Champion. You'll see him blogging a little bit everywhere. But when the kid throws out some winners or horses, they are winners. I, I had it right there, kid, but I just kind of stumbled <laughs> it up. But you know what I meant, didn't you? Yeah, I know exactly what <laughs> you <laughs> Kid, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Call any because when the kid calls, just like Pete, they're nothing but winners. Yes, sir.
3: When I have one, I'll send it to you. Thank you, kid. Have a great night. All right, you too.
1: All right, final furlong handicapping. Let's start on Saturday, the eighth race. The Eddie Reed Grade 1, a mile and an eighth on the turf. In this race here, I love the eight, and that is What's the Script? And that's Joel Rosario for John Sadler. Last 60 days, they're 52% in the money together. Third time off of a layoff, actually uh, exits a, a grade two beautiful race, beaten favorite and finished third. Looks like what the script is coming into his own. Joel Rosario is a kid that really is hitting his stride. So that is in the Eddie Reed, what the script, grade one. Very nice race indeed. You can always take a look at the Eddie Reed because around Breeders' Cup time, they'll always refer back to this race. Being a benchmark race for the big day of racing on the Belmont Race Number Two, it's a claiming ten thousand dollar race going six and a half furlongs. I like the one A in here, one A in here forever dancing, Jorge Chao Chavez for uh, Gary Golo, and uh, going from seven and a half to six and a half furlongs, alarming drop here. And Gullo is 100% in the money, 33% a winner on that. You're only going to get 6-5. to Good part of the entry here. I love the angle here. 6-5, to five, take what you can get in the second at Belmont Forever Dancing. On the fourth race at Belmont, I love this horse, the 3-5 Burrows. Never really seen a main track that's fast and in trouble. Trouble, trouble, trouble. And I'm telling you this, third start off of a layoff. One to five days away, how about three days away in five boroughs? Comes right back. Ramon Dominguez in the fourth. On to race number six, I go to number ten, and that is compliance officer. And I hope compliance officer complies with the uh, pace because, actually, this three-year-old colt by officer is going to be setting with G- Rajiv Murat. Catch me if you can, beaten favorite last time out. 6th at Belmont. It's all compliance officer. And then the coaching uh, the Coaching club, American Oaks, is the kid he brought up uh, of high tap. I'm going to go live and loving right against the rail here. Ramon Dominguez exits out of the Acorn but on the shelf us for 49 days. He got a high percentage trainer with Steve Clasaris winning at 22% Dominguez and he team up to win 32% of the time. Box him with the kids pick as I'm taking living, loving in the coaching club. The 4th race at El Ellis Park in Kentucky, we're going to go five-and-a-half on the weeds. And I like the six out of Shimmering Forest, Orlando Mojica, winner of the, winner of the Indiana uh, meet this, uh, Indiana Downs meet, actually going from six furlongs to five-and-a-half. Tim Glyshaw is a very nice trainer, winning 23% this year. And the dam of this runner was a turf winner. In the fourth at Ellis Park, I like Shimmering Forest. Then we got the race number nine, the Ellis Park Turf. I go to number nine. That is Hark. Hark is 5-1 to one with Otto Thor for John Ward in the ninth race. Number nine, Hark. Tenth race takes you to River Downs on Saturday. I go for number seven. Now, I don't know where Pete would have come up with this, but he would have probably said use it in exotics, use it in pick threes, anything you can that is cracked the cognac, even money. Christian Rojas for Mike Maker, who has four starts, Three of which are wins, and he's two for two at River Downs. In the 12th race at River Downs, I love the four. Indian Inc. Perry Use, they just ran a nice four-horse field. That rate wins by 14 and a quarter lengths. Two for two in the money for Trainer Microne. Three to one on Indian Inc. in the 12th at River. That's number four in the 12th at River on Saturday. And then we are going to ship to Chicago for race number nine. It is a mile and a half on the turf. The Galley Galley Stakes for 50000 bucks. Not nothing to sneeze at. I love the five. Communique, and that. That is James Graham for George Rusty Arnold. And uh, James Graham is a very nice turf rider. Very nice turf rider. Indeed, was heavily bent, well-meant. His dam, well, her dam was a winner. She's actually thrown two turf winners, two starters, and two winners. That is the five communique in the ninth race at Arlington on Saturday. Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. Winning ponies would like to thank this week's guest, Miss Rosemary Homeister, Lady H., Io, the Cincinnati Kid, and you for taking the time to tune in. We have a great weekend of racing up ahead of us during these beautiful summer days. And until next week, may your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network.
4: and management.